Joel and Matt. Congratulations on 200 episodes of the Comic Multiverse podcast. Woo! So we are going to clap for 200 minutes. Uh, we are no. not going to do that. We're not. I thought that was the plan. That's straight up not. Too many you made that up. Yeah. Also, no. They <laughs> don't want to watch that, and I don't want to do that. Instead, we'll just give you a hearty well wishes and congratulations. Here, here. 200 episodes is a milestone. Hell, it's it's twice a milestone. Because, yeah. you, you know, you get to one, you're like, all right. You get to two, it's like, uh-oh. No, now, oh, now we gotta get to three. three. Yeah, yeah, now I was like, now I gotta keep celebrating milestones. At, at 300, you're gonna go, do we even care anymore? Then you're gonna wait till five, and then you're gonna be like, all right, a thousand. Yeah, well, then you get to five, and you're like, woo! And then you'll do, yeah, and anything until yeah. a thousand. Yeah. So here's to a thousand episodes well, of the comic What about 750? 750 is a fun number. I also like 350, but I'm going by comic book milestones. 350, 750, those are good numbers. And what is the what is the 200 uh, episode well, you anniversary? Get, yeah, is it like, like the silver or oh, yeah. the that's like, kind of it's kind of early for the silver. Yeah, yeah. no, that's no, way too. That's, that's more like more like lint. Yeah, you don't. It's lint? way too early for yeah, you bronze. You gotta start start really low. Is lint one of them? A uh, paper, paper, paper. Is it's the paper. You get paper. milestone, but not yeah. money paper. I think paper is like the early ones. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, paper was 100. They're only um, at 200, and we're talking about a thousand. 200. Yeah. 200 should be like you know chalkboard or or um, magic or race markers. Oh, like a dry erase marker. Dry yeah. erase markers. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, they're in the mail, so enjoy. Uh, but, but yeah, congratulations, how, you guys. How could you lie like that? Yeah, no, they're not getting it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, well, one thing's for certain. Matt's cool. He's not from Canada, right? No, he's Australian. There you go. Mm. So you're a place that I've never been and will never go. <gasps> does he have cracking I'll unboxings? Never, and, and, and we'll never mm -hmm. So does he have cracking unboxings? I don't know if he's from there. Oh. I mean, it's it's Australia. It's just one big crazy yeah, it's all island like that. full of... Yeah, after his coffee in the morning, he has a cracking unboxing in the toilet. And, and, and snakes. Can I come talk and with you guys stingrays. instead of the end of my What's happening over there? I don't know. Oh, you know I'm hilarious. What a disaster that island is. It's yeah. it's full of criminals and bugs that'll kill you and surrounded by sharks. Okay, no, it was full of criminals. No, I'm just gonna... No. Sharks and a Ben's barrier to ships that will wreck them. Yes. And cause them to be rent it's upon the shore. It's almost like the, the earth itself was like, don't, don't come here. Don't go. Well, that's why it was a penal colony. They're like, dump yeah. them someplace where no one will be able to get them and they will never be able to escape. Can we woo again? Yeah. Yeah, why not? yeah do yeah. it. A woo. Griffins of Glasgow. You said we didn't yeah, know we the other that, one. Right? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's could... that's a parody. Yeah, we can do that. That's fair right. use. Copyright and TM comic pop. Yeah. Booyah. Enjoy. Uh, your, anyway, your congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. congratulations, you guys. Real woos. Woo. Yeah, just genuine woos. Woo. 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 So what do, you, what do you guys want to eat after this? Do you, uh, do you leave? Yeah, I, well, what time is it? Let's it's see. like nine. Is it nine? Well, then I got to go. I want poutine now. Yeah, oh no, I gotta go. Hey guys, this is Cat Comic You Know, and I wanted to congratulate both Matt and Joel for their 200 episodes for their podcast, and here's to another 200 more. Matt, Joel, guys, 200 episodes. Just wanted to say congratulations. Uh, I hope you guys are proud of yourselves, because you should be. That's a lot of hard work. So, uh, from all the other comic book nerds out there, uh, on their behalf, Here's to 200 more. Thanks for all the hard work and keep it up, guys. 
Hi there, Joel. I just wanted to come in here real quick and say congratulations on 200 episodes of the Comic Multiverse podcast. That is a huge accomplishment and something that you absolutely should be proud of. I mean, not everyone can hit 200 episodes of something. I mean, that's how many episodes The Simpsons went on for until they became terrible and no one wanted to watch them anymore. So if you maintain your level of quality for one more episode, that means that you win. Uh, in all seriousness, Joel, you're a great guy. You're one of the best personalities here in the comic book landscape that is YouTube. I mean, Joel is such a nice guy. He's the only person on YouTube that still actually wants to work with me, which I don't understand that. I wouldn't if I was him. Have you seen me? No one wants to work with me. I'm a human garbage fire. And yet Joel still wants to have me on things because Joel is just a good person. Of course he is. He's Canadian, which means he's automatically better than me. And some would even say, you at home. There, now that I have come in here and completely alienated your entire fan base, my work here is done. Congratulations, Joel. Here's to 200 more episodes which is what someone always says when they can't think of how to end one of these congratulation videos. Hey, Jason Inman here, and I want to give a big congrats to an awesome pal of mine, Kate Joel, for reaching 200 episodes on the Comic Multiverse podcast. I don't know if you know this, but usually in the comic book universe, when you hit 200 of anything, that means it's time for a reboot. So I look forward to meeting Joel Rebirth. Congrats! And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse 200 episode spectacular. Matt, can you actually believe that we've been doing it for this long? I can't. 200 episodes. What, what, where did that time go? I have no freaking clue, man. Especially now as we're all living in quarantine and time is stretching out longer and longer. Uh, I can still remember actually like three odd years ago now... When you said, hey, Joel, should we do should we do another podcast because we no longer work at Nam Redacted? And you had to actually talk me into it because I wasn't sure because <laughs> we had done hundreds of episodes worth of podcasts over on that other show. And it's like, well, I just don't I just don't know, man. So I'm glad you did it. And everyone needs to give Matt the credit because if it wasn't for him, we might not have done another show. Yeah, we did like oh, on that other show. What did we do like? probably 200 episodes or over 200 episodes it, it was at least close to 300 because we did the main yeah. show with the other guys and then we did our side show blood sweat comics which was really just a precursor to the comic multiverse <laughs> it was yeah 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 it kind of morphed into this <laughs> it, it really did this is just a continuation of that on that show we would just talk about the comics we read during the week and maybe a little comic news and here it just became an everything show and some talk about comics that we read during the week yeah, and then we decided that we'd try and do them live and, yeah. and live stream it all, and it seems to have worked for, mo for the most part pretty well. Definitely. We never look back. We have at least almost 50 of our fans here in the chat right now. Thank you for joining us on this Saturday. I'm glad Matt also had the idea to do the show on Saturday because we have no conflicting things from other comic book YouTubers, many of whom are our friends and who were very nice to give us a little congrats video, which I appreciate. Yes, thank you to all those guys that sent the videos. I had fun editing them all together. 
Yeah, they're they're all wonderful people, and I'm glad they could show up for this. Lord knows they owe me one. <laughs> this th- this is that moment of like I'm calling in a favor. Everyone is what I'm doing. <laughs> I, uh, I I must say I really in li- I really like Jason Inman saying you know after 200 episodes that's usually when a show reboots and they got to do something mm-hmm. crazy and different. And uh, I did actually do something crazy and different for this. Ta da! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god that was fucking perfect timing on that on yeah. that subscription holy fuck that was perfect timing wow yeah thank you dark ballista for that what are the odds of that i am i am the all new and all different joel come to celebrate this 200th episode spectacular and i'm glad you already picked the yellow gold stuff i didn't tell matt this by the way i wanted to get his reaction and also show off that i paid 30 bucks for a special custom hat to fit my giant freak head yeah as um uh d cappy said you look like the spy from jurassic park <laughs> yeah a little bit a little bit i i got a little of that when i showed people today saying you look uh you look like you should be standing next to justin timberlake in a 90s boy band you look like you look like joey fatone before joey fatone did other things and i'm like yeah yeah i can dig that i'm okay with that that's fine so uh <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I was I was bored today and figure I should do something different. I always said if I hit like a like a Twitch milestone, if I ever made like over a hundred bucks in donations, I would do this. So I'm like, screw it. Let's let's be real Twitch big boys and I'll dye my hair a crazy color. <laughs> <laughs> the chat saying Joel went super saiyan. <laughs> You should have you should have filmed yourself dyeing your hair. Oh. We could have had that like at the end of the video or something, or a Patreon exclusive of the video or something. Ch- ch- trust me, it was not uh, it was not attractive. It was me hunched over the bathtub in what is it in my in my freaking tank top shirt in the sweltering heat, trying to get it right, and then just wearing a towel on my head, being like, "It's it's going right. I didn't get it too coppery. I didn't get it too weird." <laughs> uh but yeah this is this is good shit so uh yeah oh wow we got 54 people who were here see i'm glad i'm glad i told everyone you need to be here live when it happens (laughs) because shit's going down you had you had the false flag operation that was all of our friends coming and saying nice words (laughs) then you had the real reveal (laughs) (laughs) and it fucking worked out perfectly (laughs) indeed indeed so uh i guess this is the part of the show too where we talk about our week uh how's your week been matt yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Been playing some of that Ghost of Shishima again. Yeah. Almost, I think I've just entered Act Three, so I've got like as we were talking about before, we got like that really cool ghost armor um, yeah. that I'm wearing nothing but because it's so cool. Oh, hey, thanks, uh, Pat Senior, for the subscription. Hey. Um, yeah, playing some of that. Uh, I'm guessing, yeah, I'm nearing the end of the game, and I've still got like half the half the top part of the island to like like explore and everything. But, it's yeah. a big game. It's a big game, but then it's also not a big game. Like it's the the open world is just the right size. Yes, and it where looks it's not very where pretty. it's not like you're looking at the map going fuck. I gotta go all the way over there, yeah. and yeah, and you're and you're always looking at it, which is very cool and a very good design. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So that's basically what I've been doing too. Uh, just trying to catch up on videos and everything. Uh, I, I had a big crisis earlier in the week where I'm like, oh, should I keep uh, should I keep reviewing Doom Patrol on the channel because it's not doing great and it takes like uh, twice the amount of work. And then someone <laughs> said, no, you should keep doing it because like literally the next episode is the last one because they couldn't uh, they couldn't film it all in time. Oh, really? Yes. So next oh. week's Doom Patrol is the last one. 
Oh, I thought I was under the assumption they it was like like Stargirl. They'd managed to film the whole show. No, apparently not. Apparently they uh, had like one or two they couldn't. So this ah. one, so this one will be the season two finale, and we'll have to pick up with it again next season. Ah, uh, at least they're not gonna do like what Blacklist did and horribly animate t- uh, the ending. Yeah, or even what Flash did, where they're like, um, 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 to be continued, please come back. <laughs> all these, all the, all the CW shows did that. <laughs> they really did, and it was really awkward. At least with Doom Patrol, the first like eight episodes we've had, they're definitely building a bigger story, but they've all mm-hmm. been self-contained episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got little sprinkles of the overall plot with uh, uh, Dorothy and and what, what's happening with her, plus like weird, wacky adventures with Vic and Robot Man, oh. and all those sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, again, thank you, Pat Senior, for uh, putting a little change in the jar. Always appreciated. Thank you. Thank never, you. never expected. Always appreciated. Yeah. So, so I guess too, you know, with two hundred episodes now is the time to start, you know looking back and everything and obviously you know because the chat is here and because we have so many people what what has your favorite bit been from the first 200 episodes of comic multiverse i know that's asking a lot i always enjoyed it when we went off on our little tangents and everything and i know uh, our friends out there like stank to, uh, sinatra always did a good job trying to keep uh, all of our tangents together yeah uh ooh, favorite thing that's a there's so many i'm just trying to remember some of them exactly and we're like too close to the material uh yeah i i was trying to go back and listen to some ones today i remember you and i were laughing pretty hard at the oh do you hear uh dan didio before he got fired he would hide around corners in the dc offices (laughs) and if he saw you were reading nightwing he'd smack it out of you with his big large hands (laughs) with his big huge ape hands with his and then run away giggling (laughs) Oh, it was fun. Or or all the Batman writers who met up at the CN Tower and looked down at the convention below. They look like ants. They are ants. <laughs> <laughs> As someone in the chat says, Brown Lanterns, was that a comic multiverse thing or a Blood Sweat Comics thing? I think that might have been Blood Sweat Comics, but fuck it, it was us. <laughs> yeah, it was still us. <laughs> we, we claim it. <laughs> the lost episode where you couldn't hear Joel, so it sounded like Matt was talking to himself. Ooh, that's a Patreon thing. That's a special Patreon fuck-up. <laughs> uh, Cyber Soldier Day with the Moon People one. <laughs> oh, the Moon People is good. Yeah, we made that into a shirt. We haven't made a new Comic Multiverse shirt design in a bit, but we absolutely should. We should now for two th- 200, yeah. We really should. I need to get on Fiverr and find me a good artist who will do some. Uh, the you're right the ever-growing scott labdell v joel saga it's true it is a fucking anime saga he's my goddamn buggy de clown he keeps coming back over and over again <laughs> though i believe the evil has finally been vanquished a decade in. yeah a decade later <laughs> yeah there you go ain't coming back uh yes that's right prank calling grant morrison that was the other thing he we should call grant morrison and see if he wants to write batman again oh yeah sure you can start whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> that'll be fun uh yeah so again just so many obviously in the comments section i'll like to go back later when people have had more time to think about their favorite moments mm-hmm. oh the logan commentary where it's like yeah in the future <laughs> it turns out alex jones was right and corn will kill us all <laughs> yeah, and the frogs were turned gay the frogs were turned gay i mean i i hate to give the man credit but apparently it was all the corn that will kill us all 
And Lobster's <gasps> a psychic. <laughs> Batman doing wheelies on Joe Chill's grave. That was a good one from recent memory. You're right. <laughs> I have a motorcycle now. I'm a big motorcycle boy. Take that, Joe Chill. Vroom, vroom. <laughs> oh, wow. Cyborg Soldier started listening to us one month before DC Rebirth started. Damn. Damn, that's what, five years ago? Yeah, that's pretty close to when we broke off and started doing our own thing. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, was kind of the not long before that, yeah. Yeah, which was kind of the perfect time to do it. <laughs> Joel doing Dusty Rhodes impression. I want Theum go into the water, baby. <laughs> this one won't see him to do. I'm gonna give him do bionic elbow. <laughs> I, I, apparently, don't do that in front of his son Cody. Apparently, Cody fucking hates that when people do really? that. Really? <laughs> yeah, when do they do in? Precious of a father. I can't blame him because literally everyone in his life who meets him loves his dad and wants to do an impression of him. And it's like, please stop doing an impression of my dead father. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, yeah, I can't blame him for that. I'd probably be the same. <laughs> yeah, I know he was a fun dude and had a funny way of talking, but still. <laughs> uh Oh, yeah, I remember when we uh, did Alpha's Magical Christmas for Christmas, a movie that was in oh, our commentary man. bank for, like, ever and ever? Yeah, oh, God. That was a, that was a couple of and Christmases it was, ago, wasn't it? That was. I don't know what we're going to do this uh, year. I think we've actually dug the sewage pipe pretty deep on shitty Christmas movies. We might need to find something new. As I said, there's 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 a version. It, it's pretty shitty quality. There's a version of the um the Spider-Man musical on on uh, YouTube. Oh. Yeah, that's definitely got to be on the list. You're right. We got to do that at some point. Also, do you remember? I, I think I tried to pitch it last year, but I don't know if we could do it in time because of scheduling conflicts. It was the the Rap City Kids Save Christmas, which is like this really terrible CG animated thing that got a lot of AAA voice talent, but was almost certainly put together as a money uh, laundering operation. I do remember you talking about that. Yeah, we might need to do that this year too because there's a lot of. There's a lot of great talent in that really debasing themselves. (laughs) Again, I wish I could get to the chat here because we're getting some really nice stories, too, about, you know, how people discovered us. And again, hey, our hearts are warmed and we're really glad that you could be with us here on such a big, important night. And believe it or not, you actually do get just a regular episode of the podcast as well, because we do have news and we did read stuff this week. Yeah, we read a lot of stuff this week, or at least I did. Yeah, I tried to read. I got more done this week, but I also had to make some very difficult cuts. I had to cut some digital stuff. I had to cut some tie-ins, but I think I might actually be on top of stuff fucking finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, which it's about goddamn time. So yeah, let's uh, let's hop into the news this week, everyone. And if you stick around, and I'm sure some of you will, uh, we'll be sure to do a Q&A at the end of it. I think, uh, I, I, th- I think it's been earned. I think it's been deserved. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Okay, so what do we got going on here in news this week? So last week, our big story that we ran with is that Tom Taylor was probably doing something with Injustice again because he showed all the different letters and all the different fonts and pretty much everyone, myself included, jumped to the conclusion that, oh yeah, this is what it's got to be. Well, yes and no, because apparently the letters ended up spelling out JSA and he also shared some art of another old-timey DC hero. Yeah, Amazing Man, and as it turns out, yeah, it's for Injustice Year Zero. Which is a great name and a great concept, because it's like, well, you've already done all the future stuff, what are you possibly going to do now? Well, you're going to go back, back to the past, a la Samurai Jack. 
Yeah, yeah. So we're going to get basically the Injustice universe before it was the Injustice universe, which basically means it's the actual DC universe. Yeah, which is fine for me. And I wonder, you know, is he going to start planting the seeds for, you know, what's going to happen in the future? Or is this just an excuse to play around with some characters he never got to play around with? Probably a bit of both. (laughs) And it probably helps a lot, too, that, uh, what is it, obviously, the JSA is back in vogue now because of Mm -hmm. uh, Stargirl and everything. So a lot of people are thinking of these characters again. Yep, yep. So it is and isn't Injustice 3. Yeah, and I am I imagine this this could actually lead into an Injustice 3, like, somehow, like, teasers or something. They could always set part of the story in, like, the present of yeah. the Injustice universe or something. We'll, uh, we'll have more to talk about that as well, because there's another story that actually pertains quite a lot to DC Comics, Warner Brothers Entertainment, and the makers of the Injustice video games, which have always had a bit of a symbiotic relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, but we'll get to that one in a minute. And by a minute, of course, I mean right now, because that's the next one I wrote <laughs> on the thing, and I was stalling for time until I got my page up there. That's also why the light changes here from my Skype screen to the actual internet screen. But yeah, <laughs> EA is apparently rumored to want to buy Warner Brothers games right now, of course, the makers of Injustice and Mortal Kombat and all those Lord of the Rings games, too. Yeah, and... um people who don't know ea have quite the habit of doing this like buying up studios but then they gut those studios and basically just sit on the ips and just don't do anything with them or if they do it's like a mobile game or something Uh, matt mcmuscles formerly of the two best friends has an excellent uh (coughs) series out there where he talks about you know like gone too soon game developers and like five Mm -hmm. of them the story is always the same like oh yeah ea bought them cannibalized them then closed them down and is now sitting on all these beloved properties that will probably never be made into anything ever again ea is basically the borg of video games (laughs) yeah yeah and um yeah if they did this for warner brothers i could I don't think they would sit on so many Warner Brothers properties because there's stuff like they own stuff like Batman, the DC mm. characters, Harry Potter, like, stuff like Mortal Kombat, stuff like. I don't think they'll sit on them, but you'll you'll see games like that coming out, that uh, typical EA fashion where they're fucking half cooked, mm. full of fucking microtransactions. Yeah. Uh, you, you're paying for like literally ten percent of the game when you buy it oh, yeah. from the shops and still paying full price, stuff like that. Yeah, which is a very nightmarish scenario because I like a lot of the stuff that Warner Brothers uh, Interactive puts out. Even though, let's be real, Warner Brothers Interactive is not a nice studio in their own. They also are known for some very EA-ish tactics. Again, putting out unfinished games, loot box driven Mm -hmm. games, stuff like that. So in anything, this is like a match made in heaven or hell, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, it's it's definitely intriguing because, yeah, they're both kind of similar so like does that mean like they they'd find a way to work out like are we going to get this this new supposed batman game but it's going to have microtransactions in it now is it going to be running on like the frostbite engine or something you see we're going to charge you per batarang matt if you want new ones you got to pay five (laughs) bucks and maybe you'll get it in your special bat crate but maybe you'll also Mm -hmm. just get i don't know a new skin or a voice pack (laughs) yeah (laughs) And uh, the chat is quick, too, to bring up a lot of companies that they kill. Yeah, Pandemic, Visceral, mm-hmm. those guys that made those Cybertron games that everybody liked. Yep, Redwood. Yeah. 
Speaking of Cybertron, uh, they put out that new uh, Transformers thing this week on yeah. Netflix. I watched it's the pretty first good. Two. It is. It looks really nice. I watched the first two episodes before I started. Yeah, it's great. Megatron's the hero. Yeah, what's up with that? They're actually telling a story now where, like, freaking uh, Megatron is an idealistic Che Guevara leader trying to overthrow the bourgeoisie primes. <laughs> and it works. It works. Yeah, wow. What a what an interesting freaking 2020 take on this. Where it's just like, yeah, but what if these guys who you thought were bad were actually good, though? And we'll tell you why. <laughs> Was was not expected. And, like, Optimus Prime is, like, really inspiring, but, like, a really fucking impotent leader. <laughs> yeah, he's really kind of, like, like sour and, like, down on himself and, and all that. And, it, yeah, it's, it, it leads to, like, like people betraying him very mm-hmm. easily because he's too easy to trust and everything. I imagine that's going to lead into, like, the, the, the Optimus we know where he's, he gives no fucks and just, just fucking murder you if you fucking betray him or something. It's it's really interesting how, you know, they can do a story we've heard a hundred times before but just tweak one little thing to it. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, now it feels like a new story. Yeah, the one thing that does stay the same, though, is uh, Starscream's a cowardly piece of shit. <laughs> As it should be. I love in every version, whether it's Beast Wars, whether it's, you know, Beast, uh, you know, any sort of Transformer series, Starscream is always the fucking, you know, toady planning to stab you in the back. Yeah, and the best thing is as well here in, in like, how his design is, he's, like, smaller than everyone else. Yes. Which is really funny, because he's got, like like, a... Uh, like a big ego and, and mm. kind of builds himself up bigger than he is. And he's getting bullied by Jetfire and the bigger yep. jets. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. But yeah, so keep keep your eyes peeled on this EA Warner Brothers things because this will definitely affect Injustice. And in fact, I have to wonder, are the reason they, they're jumping now to do a new Injustice comic follow? Because they're like, well, the future of the games are unsure now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Because the timing of this could not be, could not be, you know, more, more suspect. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely strange. Although in saying that, it could have been something that, because we have also just had San Diego Comic-Con, apparently. Um, yeah. And it, it could have been something that w- was meant to be announced then. Like, like, so like a week or so ago and didn't because mm. it didn't fucking happen. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the chat saying, hey, Joel, why didn't you dye your goatee to match it? Well, because then I would look like <laughs> late period Scott Steiner. <laughs> and that would be the problem. I'd be coming out here on the show talking about fat asses. Gotta get them fat asses. <laughs> and no one wants that. <laughs> yeah, you had a chance. You had no chance. 33% chance. <laughs> There you go. Just me. That's it's the chemicals. Once they once they get into your brain, you start doing Steiner math. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, there's there's your video game update that is also tangentially connected to video games. So you know, mm-hmm. be be afraid potentially. Yeah, potentially. Now again, we're not leaving Batman and we're not leaving DC in this show for a while because our next uh, piece of news actually relates to the brand new DC animated movie, the next one they got coming down the pipeline after that Superman one that I'm actually quite excited for. Yeah, the Uh, Superman one looks great. It does. This new Batman movie, though, makes me raise an eyebrow, even to call it new makes me raise an eyebrow because it's called Batman Death in the Family based on the uh, comic story of the same name. 
And l l l l l let me basically give you a little reaction here. Let me walk you through what it was like when I saw the trailer for this. Ooh, Batman, Death in the Family. That's an old story. That's fun they're doing that. Oh, hey, look, they got Bruce Greenwood back. Oh, wow, they're actually connecting this to the events of Under the Red Hood. Ah, oh, that's fitting because, you know, Under the Red Hood is having its anniversary this year. That's a really mm -hmm. smart idea. I bet this movie will end where that one began. Oh, Oh no, wait, it keeps going though. Oh, <laughs> oh it's oh. just a remake. <laughs> it's yeah, it's literally a kind of a remake, but with a bit of a weird twist because it's also a choose your own adventure movie where you can choose if Jason Todd lives or dies, much like the original comic book story, which means that this is really only half a new movie. And then three kind of reworked versions of the end of Under the Red Hood down to even some of the same shots from the original that they've just drawn over. Yeah, yeah, they just made it look slightly new and like high definition. Um, yeah. Yeah, this this is weird on a number of levels. First, it's like, oh, fucking another Batman film. You're, you're Like the, the Superman one was meant to be the start of like the, Something the rebooted new. universe or like rebirth or whatever universe and you just immediately go to fucking batman after that and just go back to an old story that you've already told and you're just redoing it kind of sort of yeah and in the back of my head too i'm like well you know at least you know death in the family it's old it's a story with you know name cachet and everything it's like oh this feels even more so like you're trying to rehash under the red hood which you already <laughs> did and what people already hold up as being, like, one of the best ones you've ever done. This this feels like you're flirting with disaster, honestly, with the pick-your-ending thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure how that's actually gonna work out. I mean, I guess it makes sense thematically, because obviously, you know, people voted back in the day if Jason could live or die, though many people now would tell you that maybe that wasn't a great idea, and that that vote mm -hmm. was probably, uh probably rigged at some point mm -hmm. or another it feels it just feels like a weird choice maybe maybe they finally wised up to the idea where it's like look if it's a choose your own adventure dvd then they'll have to buy the dvd and they just won't pirate these movies online because let's face it they're always online within seconds of them going up on like apple and shit yeah oh god does that mean that's going to become a normal <laughs> please no <laughs> i sure hope not i really sure hope not also too where it's like hey that Superman movie looked cool because it's like, oh, you're actually going back to doing a unique art style and everything. Here it's like, oh, you're going back and doing an art style you did once before for another movie. Ooh. But then, go but going over it and like, there were some parts in that trailer that looked kind of cheap. <laughs> yeah, because they were clearly just old scenes that they drew yeah. over. I'm like, if I if I was the original artist who did that, I'd be a little pissed that you literally drew over my drawing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this. Also, too, apparently if Jason doesn't die slash saves himself, he'll become Red Robin, but still might be a violent a-hole anyway, <laughs> yeah. because that's where still his life Still blow people up with rocket launchers and shit. <laughs> yeah, because that's the way his life was going anyway. Also, kind of interesting take, making him Red Robin, because that was Tim Drake's thing, but now he's Drake and not Red Robin anymore, so the kid who would be Red Hood becomes Red Robin. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's very strange. <laughs> And then he could also become a hush. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's, again, I, I think, again, I think it's just like, oh, we had these assets from like previous movies, other movies, yeah. Like we had these like cells drawn or something. We can just uh, use them, use them like, again. Like literally, he just becomes hush, and I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah, what sense does that make? <laughs> it doesn't make it. I mean, I guess because like in Hush's story, the thing that they cut from the movie. 
he does fuck with him by making it seem like Jason came back to life, but he did. Yeah, but, but that again, makes sense for Tommy Elliot to do that. To yeah, Bruce, it doesn't. But it doesn't make sense, make sense for 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 just Jason to be. I'm gonna be hush now. <laughs> yeah, it, it makes no sense for any of this. Absolutely. And then they retconned it later to be like, no, that wasn't Clayface. That was actually him, and he switched out at the last second. And and none of this shit's gonna be in the fucking movie. So no, <laughs> no. <laughs> It's just it's just a fucking weird choice. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm gonna see it, but <laughs> yeah, it's very this, strange. This movie has like three things really working against it. Mm, yeah, yeah, really, really working against it. And I thought I thought it'd be different, Matt. I thought it was gonna be different. You promised me DC animation that you were gonna be different. You were gonna change. Yeah, yeah, but now we're going back to Batman. Here, here you are, drinking again. You're drinking, drinking that bad Kool-Aid. <laughs> you have a problem, DC Animation. <laughs> and until you admit that problem, we can't be together. <laughs> At least not as much. I mean, we nah. can be together from the hours of like 2 to 4 in the morning when I can't sleep. And I'm like, well, I'll check this out, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's how it works. <laughs> Crusader Con, didn't Joel make a joke about them using stick figures eventually? Yeah, I think I did if it keeps getting any cheaper and if they keep cutting any more corners. Just action figures or something? I uh, I keep expecting Young Justice Season 4, and I liked Young Justice Season 3, but you could tell there were budget cuts. I really expect Season 4 to just be Greg Wiseman to come out and be like, okay, so what I wanted to do this season was... Yeah, his like his like little shitty drawings. It's like, look, and this is this stick figure is Robin, and this stick figure is Superboy, and they're gonna fight, and and, and then stuff. Blue Beetle, you like Blue and Beetle, I, guys? <laughs> yeah, and 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 I promise, if I had done it, it would have looked really good. If they had given me the money, I promise. I had a, I have a whole. He, he, here's my show bible. It has ten years worth of stories in it that I've been sitting on this whole time. I promise it would be good. Also, too, as the chat mentions, hey, Harley Quinn is on HBO Max now. Yes, it is. In fact, hey, keep your eyes peeled to the comic multiverse uh, in the coming uh, episodes next month because uh, I have something interesting and Harley Quinn related lined up. Mm, I wonder what that could be. I wonder what it could be. Well, Matt knows what it is, but I'm not telling you yet. <laughs> Be, which again everyone hey don't don't think we jumped the shark at episode 200 and you can stop watching now i promise i have plenty of new things planned <laughs> in fact i'd actually been putting off like interviews and other things where i'm like no wait for after 200 wait for after 200 because then i gotta show that i still have shit in the tank <laughs> that's that's what i'm about so uh yeah there's your batman movie i don't know what to think about it at least they got the voice cast back yeah, well, they they only got Bruce Greenwood back, didn't they? They haven't gotten, like, the guys that played Jason back, did they? I think they got John DiMaggio back, and I'm pretty sure they got Jensen Ackles back. Okay, then. Well, I suppose that'd be pretty cool. And also, too, uh, apparently Tally is going to play a bigger part in this, which makes me think they're probably going to adapt some stuff from Red Hood Lost Days, where she was a bigger character. And uh, they actually have a Middle Eastern woman playing Tali Al Ghul for the first time ever. Oh, fantastic. That that only took, like, what, three decades? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, b better late than never, progress is a roller coaster sometimes. 
but yeah, so what else do we got coming down here? Oh, again, more Batman news. Well, tangential Batman news. It's about a Batman writer, but he does other stuff, too. And in fact, he's going to be doing a lot. That, uh, that guy is Scott Snyder, and apparently he's trying to revive the DC's writer workshop program that's been absent from the company for the last three years. Yeah, it's a real shame they kind of, like, stopped doing it, gave up on it or something. Cause yeah. Like, yeah, like at the start of the rebirth, we used to get like, um, like really, we actually got one this week, technically. Um, we get like the specials that had these mm-hmm. like, like young, young starting out writers writing yeah, like yeah. a small story, and they're all really fucking good. They were. It's also like, hey, comic industry, you have to cultivate your own talent. You just can't keep poaching it from other places. I know you'd mm-hmm. like to. Like, hey, this this guy's a journalist. This guy wrote here for this publication. Let's see if they're a nerd and want to write comics. And yes, admittedly, sometimes you do end up getting some pretty solid talent, like your solid in amids and your Tanahasi coats and everything. But still, you can't keep doing that. You should, you know, you should try and boost your industry. You should try and have a farm league within your company. And Snyder <laughs> is the perfect man to do this because if you know about his life before, he was a teacher. He wrote mm-hmm. writing, and many mm-hmm. of his students, James Tynan, uh, Kyle Higgins, uh, Marguerite Bennett, and everything, all all basically came from one of his writing programs. So the man has good fucking eye for talent. <laughs> Oh, absolutely, yeah, and all all of them are like like superstar writers at the moment. James Tynan's writing Batman followed on from yeah. his teacher, you know. Absolutely. Again, I is Batman going to be this Jedi thing now, where it's like I was the master <laughs> and I passed it to my apprentice. One day you too will pass Batman to your apprentice, <laughs> and then one day you will pass it to the wrong apprentice who was filled with darkness and evil. His name was Tom <laughs> King. <laughs> No, that's not fair. <laughs> but yeah, so this this is a cool idea. I like this. You know, I like anything that helps empower young, hungry creators. Which Absolutely. I kind of, which we're young, hungry creators, Matt. We don't write anything, but if they wanted to give us a backup, we'd write it. The comic multiverse backup. Hey, the amount of like like pitches we've had over the years of these two hundred shows, like some of them have been pretty damn good. Yeah, man, someone, someone's got to do a super cut of that, just all of our pitches. <laughs> <laughs> and then send it to DC, just like spam them. Yeah, really. Fandom's we'll... coming up, spam them then. <laughs> there you go, we'll do it. I wrote one fandom question, you can write more, I should go back and try and write some more. Did you write it about the Scott Snyder box and no. the box he gave to... We got to do that. We got to do that. I, I wrote one for James Gunn, mainly just because I wanted James Gunn. Say my name. Say my name, James Gunn. Also, thank you, <laughs> Night 6-7. But no, you're absolutely right. I should write one for Snyder, and we should say, what's in the box? <laughs> what was in Green Arrow's box? Also, when is Green Arrow coming back? <laughs> oh, he, he's, he's busy. Checkmate and... Leviathan. <laughs> and that series on hold indefinitely, so we never know when the fuck that's coming back. <laughs> no, no. The character's literally in limbo right now, and I hate it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's another thing. I was just thinking about the Green Arrow run a couple days ago. They teased Connor Hawk coming back, and then he just never came back. Nah, nah. We saw his silhouette. That was clearly the plan, but then that got scuttled, and he just never came back. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know what the deal with that was. <laughs> Connor Hawk is in the box. They'll open it up. He's like, hello, it's me. <laughs> that, well, that's the thing, yeah, when the box opened at the end of that last issue, that was him coming out of the box and going off to, I don't know, do something. 
<laughs> it's me, I'm Connor Hawk, I'm back. I don't know why I talk like this now. Hello. <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't like shown up in like like Young Justice or something. Yeah, you would think so. Well, it's because everyone they got, wants... they got Artemis and Arrowette, so like why they... not? It's because everyone wants to do their own one, and like Connor was always the unloved one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, even even next to what is it? Even next to fucking uh, poor Roy, who is dead. <laughs> yes, yeah, still dead. Still dead. That that one gets me. They were so quick to try and clean up their mess with uh, Heroes in Crisis, but the fact that they left all the dead people actually dead. Yeah, I I imagine they'll come back after this whole death metal thing. It'll be like one of those, mm. and these people are back now. Hey, we hit the reset button, so are you going to fuck with them again? And, you know, maybe put some writers that care? Yeah, well, Dan is not there, so yeah. That's true, yeah. We might actually be able to enter a new age of DC Comics where the young heroes don't get fucked with as much. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, after 100 episodes, or 100 episodes, bleh, after 100 issues of Flash... With, uh, what is it, uh, Williamson on it. Everyone really liked that. Maybe, maybe Wally can take a break, or maybe, uh, what is it, uh, Barry can take a break and just be the Flash in Justice League, and maybe Wally can have the Flash title to himself. Wouldn't that be nice? That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I think people would like that, and I think that book would sell like hotcakes just from fans who really want to show that, hey, we care about this character and we like him. Yeah, yeah. And it's not out of the question, too. Wonder Woman under Marika Tamako, which I didn't get a chance to read, but apparently that book sold out this week. It did. It was a really good book. It looked good. I uh, I bought it, and I flipped through it, and I'm like, man, I hope I get a chance to look at this. This looks good. And also, I want to support Tamaki, because, hey, other Canadian creators, we gotta got to work together. These damn Americans will eat us alive. <laughs> yeah, and she's an Eisner winner now. And she's an Eisner winner now, yeah. So, you know, good on her. That probably helped to, hey, get the new Wonder Woman fresh new start from the Eisner winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That certainly helped. Uh, All right, then. So there's your writer workshop thing. I hope uh, I hope that happens. I hope that goes through. Absolutely, yeah. They they did they, the the talent they got on the the, the recent uh, special from this week, the Cybernetic Summer, was all really damn good. All the stories in that were really fucking fun. Yeah, I didn't check that one out because I'm like, oh, it's another collection. But uh, if you say it's good, that's great. Yeah. Uh, now the next story, Matt, I'm actually going to let you handle because I don't know anything about this. In fact, I haven't <laughs> even I haven't even found time to watch the show yet. But uh, The Witcher is apparently so popular it's getting a prequel now at Netflix. Yeah, a prequel set hundreds of years before the events of The Witcher, and I'm I'm, I'm excited. That's as well as the, the the animated series or movie they're doing. That's right, man. The Witcher would be really good in animation. Yeah, so they're going all out on The Witcher, and I'm all for it. If it can continue like what it was doing in season one, then hell yeah. What, uh, will Geralt be around in the hundred years before? Because I know he's older than he looks. I don't know. I Maybe, maybe not. I imagine they'll, they'll try and do it so it sort of sets up, like, what the schools are and everything, all the different, right. like, school, the wolf and griffin and all that sort of stuff, and may, maybe keep him out of it just to let some other new witcher take over maybe it'll be like like vesemir or something oh that would be or something i like that see like you know young vesemir maybe mm. maybe maybe they'll build up to the destruction of the schools and everything and mm-hmm. like why he lost his memory and had to go on the run yeah yeah stuff like that that would be cool i would like that because yeah there's there's just so much fucking lore in the witcher oh absolutely yeah there's so so it's so 
deep and there's like oh there's this this nation that's attacking this nation and then there's these mm. elves and and monsters like monsters suddenly appear and all that sort of stuff there's so much so where you can go with it like so many different places it's a good ass time for fantasy at netflix they got this uh mm. they got that live action avatar show that's coming down the pipeline mm. and uh dragon prince got uh, renewed for like four more seasons oh that's cool you uh you been keeping up with dragon prince I haven't, no. I watched, like, the first couple of episodes and just, like, never got back into it. It, Which is exactly what I did with The Witcher. It it gets really fucking good, and it's from a lot of the same guys who did Avatar The Last Airbender, and if you like Avatar, I truly think Dragon Prince is that great spiritual successor in terms of, you know, uh, morally complex stories for, like, you know, uh, you know, pointed at kids, but anyone can enjoy. Because, like, I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, this is a kid's show? Because they're, they're dealing with some very deep, compelling moral <laughs> issues. Well, that, that, that stuff's for the adults that watch it with the Clearly. kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where it's like, these, these, these villains don't feel like villains. These villains all have big, long soliloquies about how they kind of hate what they're doing, but how have to do it anyway because of circumstance. <laughs> and, like, all the worst things happen in that show, and it's like, oh, you did a terrible, monstrous thing for a very good reason. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like you now. <laughs> Absolutely. There's like a thing in season two, and people who have seen the show will know exactly what I mean, where it's like, oh, oh, you did that for your brother. Oh, oh, and he doesn't know. Oh, and if he finds out you did that, he'll be crushed. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those shows, and I'm like, how how is a kid supposed to handle that? That's a lot to, that's a lot to take in. <laughs> But you know what? Avatar was like that, too. Avatar also had moments yeah, of that. Absolutely. Right? You know, it's like, well, this is complex. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically all the news for this week, everyone. Uh, not much else going on, but uh, that's cool. Should we, uh, should we take questions from the chat now, or should we wait and talk about what we read first? Let's talk about what we read and then do questions. Okay, cool. Well, we'll maybe go a little faster this week so we can save some more time for Q&A. And uh, yeah, I, I read a lot. I didn't read everything I wanted, but I read most of the new stuff that I really wanted to get to. Mm-hmm. All right. So where uh, where would you like to start, Matt? Uh, let's see. What do we have? Well, we had Empire Issue 3. We're halfway through this event. Which is really hard to believe. It is, it is, and it, usually events like this kind of drag on, but like this plus their tie-ins, have they've all been really good, and yeah. that that makes it like easier to digest and like get through. Yeah, they're coming fast and furious, and uh, I, I said before that I was foregoing a lot of the tie-ins just because I didn't have room. This was the week where it's like, oh, I really wish I read these tie-ins because literally for these three issues, all the big like apocalyptic summer blockbuster action is happening in those tie-ins. If you read the main book, it's all like the smoky backroom socio-political stuff between all these warring factions. Which, in events, usually it's the other way around. Exactly. The, the, the actual main issues is all like the big action because that's uh -huh. what they sell those books on. Absolutely. And yeah, all the, all the tie-ins are all the back stuff. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really good that it's like kind of reverse. I love it. I love oh, it. Only Al Ewing could get away with that. Yeah, absolutely. 
to where it's like, no, we're going to sit down and have a conversation because we're adults and we're going to talk about character. Uh, Tony has a big, long thing there about how he felt hurt and betrayed by Sequoia. And, you know, you never feel like you're going to get fucked over by family like that. And Reed Richards, who actually has a real human moment there, too, being like, yeah, you know, I wear this four on my chest because my family's with me all the time, even when I'm a D-bag. <laughs> I like that Tony and that kind of like, usually it's the other way around where Reed kind of calls Tony out on stuff, mm -hmm, but it was Tony who called Reed out on stuff where like Reed is trying to like, Oh yeah, I understand what you're going through. And Tony's like, no, you don't. You have a fucking family. Look at that thing on your chest. That That's means you have thing. a family. I have to go at it alone. Yeah, we uh, we Avengers, we're a team, but we don't even like each other for long periods of time, especially right now, which which I almost feel is like Ewing doing his own commentary on, like, uh, Aaron's Avengers right now. It's like, these guys don't even fucking like each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, these guys aren't a team. They, they just, like, work together just because the, the story calls for it. <laughs> for it to be, which, uh, again, if you watch Elseworlds Exchange with Sal, he... Uh, he pretty much echoed the exact same sentiment, and I've always been nicer to Aaron's Avengers, but I'm like, okay, yeah, I see it now. <laughs> I can't, I can't unsee it. A uh, lot of fun space stuff going on. Man, Hulkling's really interesting. Everyone keeps talking down to him like he's a kid, but he keeps, like, you know, doing things to prove them wrong, whereas, like, fuck you, Super Skrull, I'm gonna send my sword to Black Panther, because you're being a dick. <laughs> yeah, and, and, I, and I love that he also calls them out on it as well. It's like, well, I'm not gonna be, like, the cold and distant and practical mm -hmm. uh, ruler you want me to be. I'm gonna be the ruler I want to be, which is a kind ruler and a, a mm. forgiving ruler. And they're like, yeah, well, fuck you, Cree, Cree bad. Yeah, they, they also come out and say it to where it's like, look, you might be emperor, but you are a figurehead emperor. The actual boots <laughs> on the ground aren't listening to you. No, no, yeah, and it's very obvious they're not because they're not listening to any of his rules about, like, ta taking prisoners or anything. Mm -hmm. They're just uh, attacking them and killing the Kotati, which is escalating everything around the world. Yeah, and makes it, like, a lot more believable, too, where it's like, yeah, why, why would these warrior races who have fought each other since the dawn of their existence, why would they listen to this kid emperor? They wouldn't! <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially when he's calling for peace, for them to, to stop war, something that is, like, literally bred into them. Which also literally means, too, that this, like, whole plan was probably doomed to fail from the get-go. <laughs> and right around the time you start asking, they're like, well, if this was doomed to fail, you know, this whole crushing the Kotati and everything, why why did they even get together in the first place? Who was the power behind this, pushing it all together? And it's like, oh, fuck, Tanalath is actually Rakil, the original Skrull Empress. I fucking knew there was something up with Tanalith because she she kept going on, like, in, like, the, the Emperor Hulkling uh, tie-in and all that about, like, like, he has to lead he has to be the one to lead it mm -hmm. we have to like change him into this person we have to i knew that was something fucking up with her and also too you know when they're all when clerts talking about death and destruction like Ooh, we'll drop an astro nuke on them oh we'll do <laughs> this we'll we'll kill them all the fact that she's just being really quiet and just letting him talk and basically <laughs> letting him hang himself where it's like why why doesn't tanalath have anything to say as a pursuer oh because it's not her yeah, yeah, I thought that was really great. Really great twist. Also leads to the question, too, if that's not Tanalath, how long has it been her? Yeah, yeah. Well, it makes sense as well, because that's why she couldn't use the hammer and why she had to give it to uh, Carol. I can't make the hammer sing ever since Ronan died. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I haven't read the... I'm, re I'm going to read the Captain Marvel tie-in because it follows on from that story, but I imagine there is something in there about that. 
that's a that's a great callback and also speaks volumes to how deep uh what is it uh, al ewing's uh marvel continuity mm-hmm. brain is because if most people were like oh we'll bring back the scroll empress they're like oh you mean the one from uh secret invasion in 2008 no the one from the 70s yeah yeah i had people think that it was the one that norman osborne killed and yeah i had to like correct him and say no it wasn't even older than that which is funny because mm-hmm. that was bendis updating an old idea yeah yeah but yeah, I, I love that. And I also see, too, what Ewing is saying, where it's like, no, 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 this is going to change the entire, you know, basis of Marvel cosmology now. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a big event. It, it, but as well, it's like, as we said before, it's kind of doing the things in reverse or all the actions in the tie-ins. Mm-hmm. So you, it kind of catches you off guard where it's like, oh, this is actually going to matter in the long run. Yeah, yeah. Did, uh, did you read any of the tie-ins this week? Because we should probably get to those now that we're on the same uh, track. I did. I read the Captain America tie-in. Oh yes, yes, because he's he's uniting the peoples of the world. He's winning hearts mm-hmm. and minds. Yep, and that that's exactly what this issue is. He 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 teams up to save the Pentagon from oh. the Katadi invasion with a bunch of uh, troops that he just meets. That <laughs> one of the troops gets a bit overzealous and dubs themselves as the new Howling Commandos. <laughs> that's <laughs> cute. Um, yeah, so he works with them and he, he asks like the general in charge of the Pentagon that they need to get their men like around the world specifically to Mexico, which ties in with the Savage Avengers one, which I read. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, they need to get them to Mexico so they can help, uh, defeat the Katari before they get a foothold. But the general doesn't want to because he, he's kind of one of those generals like, now nah, we need to protect American soil mm, with American right. troops, including America Captain first. America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Cap's like, fuck this noise. I saw the same thing happen in world war two where someone didn't think it was our fight and it almost cost us everything. So I'm going to disobey orders and lead this, this group hey. of soldiers to, uh, um, America, South America nice i like that i was gonna say where's where's the socio-political commentary there it is hey it's like we keep fighting these same battles over and over again yeah yeah and the katari um end up uh going going to mexico because of all like the um the dense forest and everything it's like the perfect like breeding ground for them and they actually end up bringing like a mountain to life oh Uh, and yeah it's like this giant like plant rock hybrid thing that i think they're just gonna unleash on mexico and wipe out all the people which which makes sense because as we found out in this issue this week too they they can grow anything anywhere (laughs) that's why they wanted the vibranium mound (laughs) in uh wakanda because assumedly anything they grew there would be super fucking strong yeah well yeah it relates back to that that bloom that flower that bloomed on the moon because of the moon dust and stuff Mm. that was on the moon from like uh the inhumans and stuff like that which uh hey speaking of moons and tie-ins i read x-men 10 this week so i did read a tie-in and i love how they tie this together where it's like hey aren't aren't the kotati staging their attack from the moon yeah doesn't the summers family literally live on the moon now yeah they live like a block away it's just vulcans (laughs) too drunk and depressed to notice and everyone else left on vacation yeah i I haven't read this one but i flicked through it i'm like yeah that was that's right the last time we saw them the summers like headed off on like vacation to like Mm -hmm. some beach somewhere yeah like literally they leave vulcan because they go to shiar space and he used to be the mad king of the shiar so Mm -hmm. naturally they don't want him back and like he's there with petra and sway two mutants we haven't seen since actually since moira's original x-men team hilariously enough mm-hmm. and they're like hey vulcan do you want to like drink margaritas and have a threesome because we're mutants and we're all into hedonism now 
<laughs> and he's like, no, I'm too sad. I'm sad all the time now about everything. And we actually find out why he's been so fucking depressed. Yeah? Yes, and it actually ties into the end of War of Kings, actually. Holy fuck. <laughs> yes, oh my god, Hickman went back and answered a question from War of Kings. Because, like, him and Black Bolt get into a big fight, and then they mm -hmm. fall into the fault, and then they're basically never seen again. Until yeah. they both end up popping up later, but they never actually say what happened there. Uh, apparently some, like, extra-dimensional aliens grabbed Vulcan and experimented on him when he was in the fault. Oh, fuck. And they do this very Egyptian thing where it's like, oh, we're weighing your soul. And uh, mm. we we find you to actually have more evil in you than good. And we're going to cultivate this evil and you're going to be, like, our super weapon. The only problem is is that you're a fucking crazy person, so we can't trust you. To, like, <laughs> wait and be patient. So we're going to actually put, like, a little programming in you. So you're going to pretend to be nice and pretend to be normal. But in reality, you're still the same crazy conqueror you always were. So sad Vulcan is actually just, like, a defense mechanism to keep the real Vulcan away. Oh, shit. Oh, yes. shit. <laughs> and, uh, and when he's walking around on his depression walk, he literally walks into a Kotati war camp as they're, like, shooting at Earth. <laughs> And Vulcan's like, hey, shoot at the Earth all you want, but those shots are getting pretty close to Krakoa. Maybe don't do that. And then they try and do the con thing of, like, planting a seed in his brain, and he goes nuts and kills them all. Oh, fuck. So, so do you reckon, like, the, the Mad King's going to come back and it's going to be, like, like a, like a vie for power between, uh, like, like, him, Hulkling, Sequoia, and whoever else? That's what they seem to be implying, or at the very least, this is going to be a big problem for the X-Men, because, like, a Petra and Sway find him, and he's back to normal by then. And it's like, yeah, you know, I took care of the Kotati, but, you know, I'm still sad and stuff, and I don't know why. So, yeah, literally, literally Vulcan is a ticking time bomb now. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I love that. I love the connective tissue. I love that Vulcan literally walks into the crossover for the event. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks into And apparently one Kotati uh, was alive enough to make it back to the others before it died. It's like, what did it say? One word over and over again. Krakoa, Krakoa, Krakoa. <laughs> I like that he walks in to, to the event and he could end up possibly being like a huge part of the event as well. Like he yeah. just walks in just just walks in yep just walks in again if he didn't go out for a walk that day he wouldn't know and i love <laughs> that too where hickman's like yeah why do, why aren't the x-men getting involved when the world is under attack and everything oh because the summers went on vacation and everyone on krakoa doesn't give a fuck because krakoa is a plant nation and assumedly they're not attacking the big plant nation yet yeah well yeah as well like that that x-men the actual x-men empire issue like sees like they they might be like like testing the waters of attacking krakoa and trying to take over the plants but they got the zombies of genosha to deal with which which i love the only like quote-unquote x-men who care are wolverine who gets pulled into it just because he was around and because he still has yeah. good contacts with the rest of the superhero community and scarlet witch who isn't a mutant anymore but ends up getting pulled into it mm -hmm. and the rest of them do not care yeah yeah <laughs> they're like no we have an island nation now we don't uh, we don't come for events anymore we have our own events and you're you're not invited <laughs> to x of swords when that happens <laughs> it's all mutants all the time baby <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that uh, that was a lot of fun uh what else did you have uh well i had the savage avengers empire tie-in Yes, you were tweeting about this, and you just had a great freaking time with this. <laughs> oh, man, this was such a fucking cool issue. Jerry Duggan just, just having some fucking fun with 
conan and venom just fucking shit up in mexico city um so the the whole deal is that like conan's been on his journey through savage avengers in his book and he's wound up in mexico and he's just trying to have like some fun he's watching like uh like wrestling like mexican wrestling and Ah. he's he's not happy with it because he's like this isn't combat why aren't they killing each other (laughs) and it like angers people and he ends up getting into a big fight but the kotati invade and end up ruining his night um so he's like right well i'm just gonna gonna fuck him up and he he ends up uh getting poisoned and almost Uh eaten by like their giant plant which has landed on mexico city since it's the most population dense city uh in mexico and um they're eating the people to like turn them into fertilizer for their army Uh uh-oh and um he ends up getting saved by uh eddie brock who is apparently in town just just for the museums you know (laughs) you know because he's 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 a man of culture absolutely um, taste and so culture yeah, they end up like breaking into a into a strip club and telling everyone to like take up arms and against the uh the invaders so they end up <laughs> getting like like mexican farmers with their combine harvesters i to, like, saw that that just looked to, like, amazing fuck up all the katari and everything conan gets at the wheel of one of them which is really cool <laughs> and yeah it just ends with like them blowing up the ship and then eating tacos love it love everything about it that's that's what a book called savage avengers should be doing why like the thing is as well it read like like this is like the first issue of like a buddy cop with these two it's like why haven't they got a book and why aren't they calling it lethal protectors ah my god print it now marvel i would i would read that book every week if they made that if it was written by jerry duggan again like it would be so fucking cool there is so much money in what you just said, Matt. Oh my god! Like, like, why can't they do that? Just do it. It'll pr- like it's a, it's a license to print money. Why why is Savage Avengers not called Lethal Protectors? Honestly, I'm sure yeah. that was a name they had. Then they're like, no, Avengers. It's got to be Avengers something. Yeah, and I think this is like a three part series. So I imagine I imagine each issue is going to be like two members of the the Savage Avengers because this story ends, and I imagine the next one is going to be like. I know brother voodoo and they can't do can't do punisher unless he somehow comes back mm-hmm. that's cool yeah yeah i guess punisher's dead technically isn't he or missing. yeah he hasn't like yeah he hasn't been sh- seen for a long time since the end of that matthew rosenberg run yeah i think uh, i think they were putting old frank on ice there for a little bit <laughs> yeah, for good reason for good yeah reason. bring him br- bring it back when it's a little less hot and a lot of less real world assholes are using his iconography <laughs> <laughs> can't uh, can't blame him for that that's a headache they don't need uh yeah. what else did i have this week uh ooh, on the dc front of things uh i had the suicide squad number seven. Oh, this is such a fucking good issue Man, Tom Taylor is just killing it on this book. Suicide Squad is one of the best team books on the shelf right now. If you're not reading it, you're really doing yourself a disservice. Uh, He really zeroes in on Deadshot this issue, and this is just Floyd Lawton dealing with his family and, you know, Mm -hmm. trying trying to give up the assassin life. Yeah, yeah, and and I I like that he's... he, he he realize he knows he, he can't ever make up for what he did and what he's done and everything and he's like look i just want my family to be safe mm-hmm. it's all good there they're all safe and then his daughter's just like i want to be like you but not kill people <laughs> which is adorable and she has her yeah. own costume and she calls herself live shot yeah 
<laughs> I hope that becomes a thing. <laughs> yeah, I know where it's like, hey, you know, the Titans are going to be recruiting soon. <laughs> Why not? And Why because not? she's Deadshot's daughter, he's kind of taught her everything. So she's like a crack Very shot good. with a bow. <laughs> yeah, she's winning all her archery tournaments. She even made a costume for their little pug dog. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's so fucking cute. And man, you know, it's funny. Everyone was telling me. That, uh, you know, Floyd looks a lot like uh, John Wick in this series with the beard. Boy, do I really see it now when he's just wearing <laughs> civilian clothes and when he starts shooting SWAT guys. Yeah, when he's just fucking up the SWAT team. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's John Wick. I see it. And in a nice bit of everything coming full circle, it's Harley of all people who tells the team that they need to go back for him. And they do. Yeah, yeah, they do. And they, they recruit him again because he this is the only life he knows. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah, which probably makes this the most sweet and supportive incarnation of the Suicide Squad ever. Yeah, the fucking 2020 is so weird because it's both like Suicide Squad and, and fucking Venom are like two uh. books that are so fucking good that if you told me to read them like... Like, five years ago, I'd be like, fuck off, these books yeah. are shit. <laughs> I, I cannot believe it either, and his line at the end there is the best, where he puts a, puts on his old mask, a mask he hasn't worn since, like, mm -hmm. the New 52. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, look, our next mission is we have to kill the Suicide Squad. Yeah, that's gonna be real cool. That's gonna be real exciting. That's, that's a great notion. I love that, where it's like, we'll never be free until we break this whole organization apart. And I wonder, too... Are they going to, like, recruit some other Suicide Squad guys to fight them? Wouldn't that be a fun setup? Yeah, I'd like to see Captain Boomerang just come back. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he will once uh, once he's done in the Flash. I I keep waiting for Waller to come back because it's like, look, she's <laughs> such a big integral part of this. What What is she doing in forced retirement? Yeah, maybe they'll bring her back and she'll help them, maybe. Be like, hey, you owe us, lady. Yeah, yeah. Because, again, well, I... Maybe, maybe that will be their next target. Absolutely, because again, I, I joked about it before, but I imagine Waller is just miserable without the Suicide Squad with nothing to do. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see she went back to the post office, because they say that, that that's where she started in the government. <laughs> she worked her way up from the post office. <laughs> yeah, she's just, you know, well, this is all I've got, you know, all these, all these organizations have been dismantled and everything. I just got the post office now. And now they're talking about dismantling that. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so perfect and topical. I used to run Black Ops missions, and then Corporate America took that away from me. Now Amazon <laughs> and Corporate America wants to kill the post office. Fuck, there's no place for me anymore. <laughs> oh my god, that's a whole issue there. Amanda Waller defending the post office's honor. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> the post office is the last place where we're all equal, regardless of race, gender, color, or creed. You put it in the mail and it'll get to you at some point. <laughs> it's one of the few government entities that fucking works, damn it. <laughs> oh, God, that would be amazing. Oh, that's uh. so good. And this book is so good. It is. It's really damn good. Like, again, I've said it time and time before, but it's like, man... If Taylor can be so good on Suicide Squad, how have they never wanted to put him on something like Justice League? Again, I think it has to do with him not being exclusive. That's if he was true. exclusive to DC, he'd be offered, he'd be fucking writing Batman, Superman, just the all at the same fucking time. Which, which hilariously, he still gets to write them all anyway in what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he still figures it out. Man, what a, what a great guy. I think Tom Taylor and Chip Zdarsky 
are two guys who are just on their fucking A game. And Ewing, too, obviously. But they're having, yeah, like, yeah. the best year in 2020. Oh, absolutely. Which is saying something, because most people are having really bad years. But they're having good <laughs> years creatively. <laughs> creatively speaking. What, uh, again, another DC book, uh, Batman Superman, number 10. Yeah, the continuation of this atomic storyline with Ultra Humanite. Yeah, I uh, I like what they do here. They actually explain and justify why the Ultra Humanite has all these brand new robotic parts. Yeah, they, yeah, they do a little bit of detective work and track it back to, of course, a Wayne entity. <laughs> Isn't it always? I was going to say even before that because like, he got a new character redesign. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. why did he do that? Oh, because he blew himself up the last time he fought Superman. Yeah. That was pretty gra- graphic as well. That was like, very graphic. Like, I thought, like, oh, is it a robot body? I'm like, no, it's not a robot body. It's, like, his actual body, and, like, he just doesn't give a shit because his mind is his powerful muscle. Yeah, you, you see his bones, and he's like, whatever, I'll just go into another body, and he does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like Scarface in the Batman cartoon. It's like, what, it's a wooden dummy. We can destroy it any way we want. It's not real. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, this, uh, this is fun, too, because Ultra Humanite, he kind of calls into question, you know, the, the makeup of the world's finest. Oh, you're, you're brain and brawn together, you know, but you're so often at odds with one another. Yeah, what if Superman's brain was in Batman's body? It'd be amazing. Yeah, it would pretty much be unstoppable. I, I love putting brains in bodies, if you didn't notice. <laughs> it's kind of my fetish. I'm kind of all about it. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, in the end, too, uh, he basically kidnaps Batman and gives him an atomic skull. Yeah. I fucking love, I love that little bit where he's, like, where, like, Batman's trying to get him to, like, monologue so he can escape. And he's like, bitch, please, I'm the ultra-humanite. I already made you an atomic skull before you even woke up. That's genius. Where it's like, don't you want to talk more about your evil plan, huh, huh, evil plan? Oh, no, I'm already done. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's good. I'm I'm glad to see the ultra humanite used. He's a good foil for Batman and Superman because, as he mm. even says himself, I am you know muscles and mind all together. Yeah, yeah. He he's he's a good like. Usually, like in like a Batman Superman series, you have to have like two villains, like mm-hmm. one to complement each. But he complements them both. <laughs> Absolutely, and he just needs to be in more shit because he's a cool design, a cool set yeah. of powers. Yeah, and as well, they they find they find a way as well to make him different from like Gorilla Grodd. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, also too, you know, points too for Williamson for actually dealing with stupid shit like City of Bane and like Superman giving away his secret identity and actually making that the backbone uh, of this story too. Yeah, with people blaming Clark for like the the almost like nuclear death of mm-hmm. of Gotham, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, leave me alone! That wasn't me. Oh, great, they know my name now, so they can blame me for everything." <laughs> also, did you hear too? Superman's gonna be banning TikTok. <laughs> Damn it, media! You blame me. He's for He's deliberately everything. going around to everyone's phones and uninstalling it, <laughs> <laughs> which he can do. It's one of his superpowers. <laughs> You didn't know it. It's right there next to freeze breath and being yeah, super and, <laughs> and su- super ventriloquism. And <laughs> yeah, it's there. It's one of those old golden age powers that he doesn't use anymore. <laughs> being able to delete your damn apps. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a fun book. That's just a good old fashioned team up book. A lot to enjoy there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess too. I had the other X Men book this week, the new one, X Factor number one long awaited yeah yeah and this was a damn good book 
man, they don't make mysteries like this one anymore, do they? I, I mm. love that this is like a straight-up Sherlock Holmes CSI mystery book now with superpowers. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I thought like, it was a little long-winded in some places. Yeah. Uh, mainly, like, the overall explanation of, like, how powers work and how they did certain things. You didn't need to do that, but... It was yeah, very I, I really, yeah, I I really enjoyed like the little mystery of uh, Aurora going missing and Jean Paul, her brother Northstar, uh, assembling a team with Polaris to look mm. for her. Yeah, they uh, they do a lot in one issue. They basically set up an entire status quo in one issue. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, I I love too that it's uh, Northstar who's kind of the POV character on this one. And they literally waste no time. Page one, my sister died. I need to find her. <laughs> yeah, and then he just goes around and berates a bunch of people, but berates them in a way that's like, yeah, I can see why he was doing that. Like hoping the five are just like sitting around sipping coffee and kind of like taking in all the glory that they get from like resurrecting people. Uh, they they really make it seem like that Northstar is kind of like more removed from Krakoa and as such mm -hmm. his complaints are like, oh, this is probably how a lot of mutants feel but are afraid to say it where it's like, hey – you five guys, you know, you're high on your own sense of power now because you've become celebrities because you have the power mm -hmm. of rebirth on your side. You know, how about you take this shit seriously? And it's like, oh, in every other book, they're not shown like that. But that's how Northstar thinks about them. And maybe he's onto something, which makes them upset. Yeah, yeah. And again, I, I love like all these little things that like all these writers are like trickling in about like Krakoa is like, yeah, it's kind of cool for mutants. But then like when you start peeling away the layers, you're like, oh, this is it's kind of like like they're, they're just kind of going back on themselves and like becoming human in a way even, even the idea too that it's more polaris's idea to start a new x-factor because mm -hmm. obviously she's been on so many different incarnations of the team it's more her idea than north star but she kind of brings him on basically to shut him up and as we find up later she's in cahoots with her dad naturally who's on the quiet council i'm like oh oh they made him think it was his idea yeah, yeah, and and then that also brings up the question, it's like, oh, is Magneto bringing this team in that, like, is to, like, sort of monitor the five and, like, kind of be, like, a checks and balances sort of thing mm -hmm. to, like, go against Charles, Charles a little bit and, like, kind of see what he's up to, or one hand is always watching what the other hand yeah. is doing no one no yeah. one on the quiet council trusts each other no absolutely not <laughs> nor nor should they it's very ancient rome everyone's just waiting to be caesar with the knife in the back <laughs> and friggin xavier's already died once <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah it's really fun really well put together is this the best version of dokken that's been in anything i think this is best dokken yeah, I, I had a lot of people complain about him, but I'm like, no, I love, like, kind of bisexual, will use his, like, charms and pheromones to get what he wants, kind of, like, a little bit, like, snippy darken. I like him, and I like He's, that he, his whole reasoning for doing this is, oh, Aurora's hot. <laughs> yeah, I want to bang your sister. I want to bang everything. I'm a hedonist, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. I, I love his redesign as well. Yeah, me too, as, uh, again, as some of the gay fans out there have said to me, he went from twink to bear in a matter of minutes, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. This is what Krakoa tea will do to you, is like that that's, Alex Jones fit pills. <laughs> that's what it does to you. I like it too, I like that he's big and bulky now, because he looks different than X-23, he looks different than uh, Jimmy Hudson, and he looks different, obviously, than Wolverine. I'm like, yeah, thank you, he has his own look now, he's not just Junior Wolverine. Yeah, and he's actually interesting. 
yes. And I love, too, that him and Northstar get into some, like, catty gay club shit, as they yeah. should. He, what does Northstar call him at one point? You're, you're a disaster bisexual, and I don't yeah. want you around. <laughs> yeah, he's always causing trouble. Yeah, it's, Wherever it's you not, go, there is a mess. <laughs> yeah, it's not because you're a former supervillain. It's not because all of this other shit. It's because of that. <laughs> and also, too, Prodigy gets fun stuff to do, too, because they made a whole Hellions team and didn't invite him, even though Hellions was his team yeah prodigy gets stuff to do and like like a lot he's like the tech guy for the team kind of because of his powers uh we got prestige who's um like the psychic and everything with the little amazing baby uh Uh, dog which is which apparently that that's the name of like uh leah williams like high school band or something is it i wondered because i'm like where where did this character from this is fun i like this and also yeah. too uh oh yeah because hope summers and the you know the the hounds in the future so she has her own little warwolf now and it's called amazing <laughs> baby <laughs> yeah yeah that's very cute it's a fun book it has very interesting personality and i boy who who ends up being like like an integral part of the team <laughs> yes he does he ends up being very important also polaris is fucking the island maybe <laughs> i think everyone's fucking the islands in some way some form <laughs> very much so because she's like oh these tectonic plates oh the magnetics around it oh it feels so good <laughs> better than i have it and she sleeps in like a crystal bed that the yeah. island makes for her and then the next morning a very phallic tower grows in its place <laughs> are they and it's called the boneyard too i'm like oh oh they're hanging out in krakoa's dick <laughs> One of its dicks. <laughs> I like that Darkin is the one who calls it the boneyard because I like to think that, like, he didn't mean boneyard as in like a place where bones are. He no, not boneyard. All. Like, this is the yard we fucking. No, yes, I, I, I plan to fuck in every room of our new hideout. <laughs> so don't you worry. <laughs> and the fact that Northstar too, like when his husband comes to visit, Darkin's like, "Hey," and Northstar's like, "You get the fuck away from my husband, Darkin." <laughs> That's fun. I love that, that Dawkins, this guy, where it's like, you you cannot leave him with anyone. Yeah, or anything, yeah. <laughs> or anything, yeah, you come back, he's fucking the furniture. <laughs> uh, but yeah, X-Factor is good and fun and everything I wanted it to be, and also, goddammit, is this another X-Men book I'm gonna have to start reading now? I know, yeah, but I, I'm not too 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 fussy on, on, um like, I'm not gonna drop this. Like, this is a really fun book. I really it enjoy it. <laughs> It is. It's also like, man, can one of these X-Men books suck so just we don't have to keep reading them all? <laughs> well, we already had one that was like Fallen Angels and didn't really fucking matter to anything. Yeah, I mean, that one was done so soon. Yeah. <laughs> when it was done, it's done. Uh, <laughs> I, I just missed a chat there uh, from someone saying, hey, Joel, are you the new gold standard <laughs> for Twitch podcast? <laughs> yes, this is me. This is my Shelton Benjamin era. I am the gold standard. <laughs> That's how I will introduce myself now, Joel, the gold standard. He's, Benjamin ain't using it anymore. I can have it. <laughs> uh, but he has Doc and King of the Horny Mutants. Yep. <laughs> uh, man, he'll, he'll be leading the Triple X-Men. That's a brand new book that's coming out. It's, it's about the X-Men trying to take over the Silicon Valley porn industry. <laughs> yeah, they got a branch out of the porn industry. That's what X Corp is building towards. <laughs> there you go. Well, we need to recruit multiple man. Why? The greatest gang bang in history. <laughs> yeah, you know why. <laughs> Jamie Madrox, we need you for the Triple X, man. 
That's Mystique. why he went insane in the old yeah. man, uh, in the old man Logan future. That's why Mystique. No, no. They just keep following Mystique around. She's just like, no, no, never. <laughs> uh, but come on, you could be anyone or anything. Come on, <laughs> not happening. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that that's a really good X Men book. Uh, what else did you have, Matt? Because I only had one more. Uh, I got a couple more. Uh, I had uh, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, issue thirteen. Right. Oh yeah, the you're still keeping up with the digitals, yeah. Yeah, just this one. I, I kind of dropped off all the other ones because they started getting too many. I know there's a Shazam one that I'm looking at getting as well. I saw you also enjoy it because the Jeff Johns one is fucking canceled. 